Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Something seems to be on Mr. McGee's mind as we peek in on him tonight. Keep off the grass, watch out for children, no left turn, proceed with caution. Playing policeman, McGee? No, I'm counting up the signs I saw on my way downtown today. Between here and the Third National Bank, there must be 30 different signs telling you what to do and when to do it. Well, my favorite one is on the bus. In case of an emergency, break the glass and pull the handle. Wouldn't life be great (laughs) stuff, Molly? If every time we had a problem hanging around, a little sign popped up telling us how to handle it. Well, I can think of some problems that a little planning ahead would take care of almost that easily. Like the one a mother faces if Dad dies unexpectedly while the youngsters are still growing up. That's when a Prudential Family Income Plan steps right in and gives her the help she needs when she needs it most. It's a good plan, all right. And it doesn't cost too much either because it provides that extra protection only during the years the children are growing up. This Family Income Plan of Prudential's Provides the money you'd need for food, clothing, shelter, and school. The man that has the complete story on this family income plan is your prudential agent. Why don't you ask him to drop around and tell it to you? Here and there across the nation these days, golfers are getting out their golf bags, dusting off their clubs, and polishing up their alibis. And here in downtown Wistful Vista, Mr. McGee and his breathless wife are headed for the sports shop. I'm not breathless. I'm just winded. Slow down, McGee. I can hardly keep up with you. I want to get there before the sale starts, Molly. Come on, it's just around the corner here. Oh, doggone it, they're already open. I hope they haven't sold my club. Your club? What do you mean? They're having a terrific sale today on golf clubs. and I got my eye on a number two iron that's, oh, it's a little beauty. Come on in, keep your fingers crossed. It's crowded. Follow me. Coming through, bud. Let me through, please. I stashed that club away the other day under this table right here. It's in here under this table. Ah, here it is. Good. I'll get it out. It seems to be stuck somewhere. Cut that out over there, mister. I'm taking this club. Hey, the heck you are. Let go of it. I got it, Molly. Look at that. Ain't that a beaut? Who was that yelling? Sounded like... Go grab that golf club out of my... McGee. You. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Excuse me. Hello, Molly. You deliberately yanked that golf club out of my hands, McGee. Give me that. Give me back my club. Oh, dear. Always... Your club? Yeah. Have you paid for it, bag britches? Not yet, but I'm going to. I saw that club down here three days ago, McGee. That's why I came down early today. I put this club away four days ago. Boys, boys, my goodness. There must be other golf clubs here. A sale like this... No other golf clubs like this one. It's just right. This baby will add 10 yards to my iron shots. Giving you a 12-yard shot, probably. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Well, you'll get plenty of chances to find out, you overstuffed duffer, because I'll be using this club all summer and beating you like I always do. Oh, now, don't start Beating me? You? Look, you noisy little collection of mud for brains and mush for muscles. 
I could beat the silly knickerbockers off you if you played golf with Ben Hogan's clubs and I played with a shovel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a brave statement. Although, come to think of it, McGee, it seems to me the doctor did win the last few times you boys played at the country club. Sheer luck, that's all. Just because he happened to take a few less strokes than I did don't mean he's a better golfer. Besides, didn't I whale the tar out of this big tar barrel the time we played the Muni course over at Springfield? McGee... I can beat you here at the country club, and I can beat you at Springfield or anywhere in between. Hey, I heard that, Doctor. Hello, kid. Hello, Hello, Tommy. You mean that sincerely, Doctor? Honest? Not just exercising your mouth muscles? Certainly I mean it. Ought to be interesting playing a golf game all the way from Wistful Vista to Springfield, kid. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, Mr. Oldtimer. That must be 30 miles. Easy. Through town, over the drainage canal, past Dugan's Lake, across the Happahatchee Hills... All that farmland, them woods east of Slow Rapids, two or three swamps. Now, now, wait a minute. That's not what I mean, old-timer. I simply mean... Yeah, look I... at him backing out. We heard you, you big phony. Said you could beat me playing golf all the way to Springfield. That's what it sounded like to me, doctor. Now, it? boys, boys, don't get into anything foolish. The only thing foolish is for Fatso to challenge me like this. I can beat that big bag of breeze so bad... Oh, yeah? Well, you just got yourself a golf match, you little noisemaker. Oh, for the... Good, 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 good. You boys can hire me to caddy, both of you. Caddy? Sure. I'll borrow a jeep and a tent and some sleeping bags, get some thermos jugs full of coffee. Why, fellas, I'm going to cater this big event. If this isn't the craziest... Okay by me, old-timer. What do you want to bet, McGee? Dollar a stroke, pigeon. Every stroke you take more than I take, I take a buck from you for it. Done. It'll cost you a fortune. We shall see, doctor. We shall see. (laughs) Molly, you got to come along as my mascot, kiddo. Bring me luck. And what I win is yours. Probably enough to buy you a mink coat. I'll settle right now in advance for a good, strong pair of hiking shoes. Well, I'll go rustle up the jeep and stuff from a friend at the Army Navy I'll store. I'll check my office and go get my golf club. I'll go home and change my clothes and we'll all meet in front of my house in an hour. I think I'll go call a policeman and have you both locked up. No, if this isn't the silliest, most ridiculous... <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. What do Viceroy's do for you that no other filter tip can do? Do for me? Do for me? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. What do Viceroy's do for all smokers that no other filter tip can do? Here's the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. You're right. The flavor does come through smoothly, easily. For my money, Viceroy's taste even better than cigarettes without filters. Next time you hear the question, what do Viceroy's do for you that no other filter tip can do? You know the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. Smoke Viceroy's. Get 20,000 filters. Get richer, smoother flavor. Now, let me see if we're agreed on the deal, fellas. I'm to get a dollar a mile for me and the Jeep, over hill and dale, across creeks and through woods, into and out of ditches, gullies and barns, plowed fields, two bits extra... And my meal's thrown in. The meals are already thrown in, the back of your Jeep. Molly fixed enough sandwiches to last us a week. We'll split the cost of everything. I don't know why you two had to start this morning, for goodness sakes. Why don't you wait till tomorrow and... I'll tell you why we had to start this morning, because I want to get going while I'm good and mad, that's why. 
If I sleep on it and wait till tomorrow, I'm liable to realize what a silly idea the whole thing is and not... You want to back out, Welcher? I can answer that with two words, Doctor. Tee off. Tee off? Yeah. Here? Well, I thought we'd get in the Jeep and ride out to the edge of town and then... Aha, uh-huh. now who's a Welcher? Chicken, eh? Don't trust your aim on this nice, broad street. Hand me a ball, old-timer. Here you are, Doc. I'll set her up on a lump of dirt. Uh, there. Oh, come on, come on, Fatso. Hit it. Watch it, everybody. Street clear? Yep. Four. <laughs> What'd I hit? It's somebody's car across the street there. Put a big dimple in the door of it, Doc. <laughs> oh, no. That's my car. Oh, for the love of... That's a good start, Fatso. Ball bounced over Toops' fence down there somewhere. <laughs> well, I'll go get the ball and bring it back in the street for you. Oh, and... no, you don't. Doc plays that ball right from where it darn is. That's the rules. Stand aside now while I drive. I'll show you how to put a ball right down the street and out to the city limits. Careful now, McGee. Hit it straight. A one and a two and a three. Hey, that's a dandy, Johnny. Straight down the street. Straight, straight, and... Oh, Oh, for the... Who left the lid off of that dad-ratted manhole down there? (laughs) (laughs) Sailed right in like a homing pigeon. All the dirty, rotten luck. Remember the rules, Sonny. Play it from where it lies. How can I get down in there? I'll get your diving Weary. Cheer up, Doc. We ain't got more than 25 miles more to go. Anybody know what time it is? Oh, it must be noon. Noon. It was noon when we were going through the 9th Street Tunnel. It must be... By George, it is 4.30 p.m. Mm, No wonder I'm so hungry. Where's your ball, Doc? I see it. Halfway up that smoking hot cinder heap. Back of the glass works up there, Doc. Oh, (laughs) fine. Where's McGee's? Uh, It went further than yours, Doc. I think it's over here past the... Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that was a nasty uh-oh if I ever heard one. <laughs> Here's your ball, Johnny. Down there in the drainage canal. What? Oh, no. Of all the dead-dreaded pieces of luck. Sure is, Johnny. Good luck, too. The canal's as dry as a bone. Yeah, but still, how'll I get it out of there? <laughs> oh, that cinder heap doesn't look bad at all now. What are you going to do, McGee? Well, let me survey the situation. See it? Down there, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear, the sides are so high. Here's Iron Ladder you can climb down. I'll just squirrel down and survey the situation. Hey, Molly, I got an idea. You come down here, too. Okay. I'll follow you, but sometimes, McGee, I wish I'd have kept my fingers crossed when I said I do. Now what's he up to? Something tricky, no doubt. Oh, this is dandy. Hey, Doc. Don't this drainage canal go all the way from Whistle Vista to Springfield? Well, yes, McGee, it does. Well, and I'm in a wonderful spot. I can't hit my ball wrong as long as I keep it in the canal. I'm taking Molly along as an impartial witness, and I'm just going to whale the ball right down the alley till we get to Springfield. Well, so long. <coughs> oh, boy, look at her go down that concrete. Hey, that's pretty sharp. <laughs> Looks like you're going to lose, Doctor. <laughs> I think not. You gonna follow them down the drainage canal? That's the last thing I'd do. That canal goes to Springfield, all right. Only in the opposite direction from the way McGee is going. Hey, I better run and tell oh, him. Don't bother him. Huh? Don't bother. He'll find out. 
soon as he finds himself back in Wistful Vista. <laughs> we'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. This summer, enjoy the type of cooking all America loves. Outdoor cooking. It's easier than you think. Cheaper than you think. The May Woman's Home Companion brings you a ten-page condensation of a new book, not yet released, titled The Complete Book of Outdoor Cookery. You get just the kind of advice you need to begin outdoor cooking for the first time, or to perfect it if you're an old hand at the grill. You'll learn how to select the right kind of equipment. There's a section on picking meats, poultry, and fish. Recipes for frills for the grill. And in the same issue, learn what Dr. David Mace advised the troubled woman who fell in love with her husband's best friend. Get your copy of Woman's Home Companion today. You just can't afford to miss it. All the dirty tricks. Sixteen strokes that wrong turn cost me. Zip up your sleeping bag and go to sleep, McGee. Somebody could have told me I was going the wrong way down that canal. You, old-timer, that's what I'm paying you to caddy me for. Go to sleep, Johnny. Bad sportsmanship, that's what it is. Chiseling. Go to sleep, McGee. I'd still be going the wrong way if I hadn't recognized the Oak Street Bridge six blocks from home. Go to sleep, Johnny. Molly went on home from there, and I had to play back out here by myself. Go to sleep, McGee, or I'm going to get up and zip your sleeping bag up all the way. Ah, it's going to be different tomorrow, you big tub. Good night. Good Good night. night. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Well, who's going to win the world's strangest and silliest golf match? Be sure to tune in tomorrow for further play-by-play description of this world-shaking athletic event. And remember, the match will be broadcast exclusively over the station to which you are now listening. Good night. Join Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.